Welcome to Colette Community Church's midweek service. We trust that God's Word will bless you today. Colette Community Church, a place where families connect. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God, let's go over to our text. We're still um, talking about what God is doing, wants to do through us, and the authority that uh, He has blessed us with, amen, and wants us to walk in. And uh, I believe that, that He, in the, in the weeks and months and years to come, I believe that we are going to begin to operate more in this authority. I believe this is what the Lord wants us to do, amen? That um, we'd get more and more faith in the area of what God has given us and what He wants us to accomplish through His name. Amen? Um, I mean, we've been talking about a lost and a dying area where we're, you know, there's people all around us that, that have no hope without the body of Christ standing up and doing what God has called them to do. I mean, who else are they going to hear? I mean, you know, the Bible says, how can you even call upon the Lord if you've never heard? You know, you gotta, somebody's got to preach the gospel. It's the gospel that's going to set people free. Amen? And uh, that's what we want to be a part of. Because the Lord's teaching us for a reason. He's, he, you know, he, He's instructing us and instructing us in, the, in, in, in His Word. And, and uh, faith is rising. Faith is increasing. It grows. As we learn about the Word, we get stronger faith. I, I, I would dare say there's everybody in this, um, with this, sitting here now, that six months ago, your faith's not as strong as it was this, as it is now, because you're growing. And you're beginning to, you're, you're, you're understanding, well, you know what? The Lord can do things through me. Amen. So, praise God. And that's what His, uh, his heart is. Matthew, the 16th chapter, in the 13th verse, when Jesus came onto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias or Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. Now that word Peter is in the Greek is Petros, which means small stone or pebble, right? So that Peter got a small revelation from the kingdom of heaven. But here's what Jesus said. And upon this rock, which the word rocker, that what that, that, that means is Petra, which is like Gibraltar, you know, the size of Gibraltar. So we're talking the revelation that Peter got, which was, was a small revelation, but still a revelation from heaven. He got a small revelation from the Lord, which was very important, amen? And, and, and the Bible says that he was blessed because of it. But Jesus said, upon this rock, I am going to build my church. And he was talking about this revelation knowledge. And this revelation knowledge is huge. Amen? It's, it's, it's the revelation knowledge of his word 
to his body of believers, the church, which is you and I. Amen? Glory to God. So, the, uh, because of this revelation, Jesus said to Peter, man, you are blessed because this revelation didn't come from any man. It came from heaven above. My Father has revealed this to you and it had to come via the Spirit of God. Amen? That's how it came. Amen? So, um, it was a blessed thing. And now here, and Jesus says this, and on this rock I will build my church, this rock of revelation knowledge, and he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not overcome this revelation knowledge. Satan cannot in fa- in, 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 uh, overcome God's revelation knowledge. Amen? He, he's, he's not smart enough. He can't, he can't withstand. In fact, you know, when the, when the Lord begins to reveal something to us in the area of, of satanic uh, oppression or satanic, um, you know, the, the devil comes at us. And when we get a revelation of God's word and the power and the authority that's given to us, can Satan stand against that? Of course not. He cannot stand against that revelation knowledge that you have gotten from the word of God. He can't do it. And we've put it to practice in our lives. And each one of us in this room here have one time or another has used authority against the enemy. If you've been born again more than about 15 minutes, you've probably done that. Amen? And uh, did we ever see any success? Of course we did. Of course we did. That's God's revelation knowledge being put into practice on whatever level it is, wherever you're at, with your, with your walk with the Lord and your faith and your, you know, your, your growth, whatever that is, it still was a big deal to you when you spoke to the devil and he had to, he had to listen. Amen. When the demonic powers had to listen to you. Yes. Praise God. See, that's, that's revelation. And when you, when you and I put that to practice and we have successes, nothing or nobody can ever take that away from you. You could, they, they, you, you know, that's why people died for the gospel's sake. Because they experienced revelation knowledge from the kingdom of God and nobody could take, they, you could not make them people deny it. They'd go to their, they'd, they'd die. They'd, let, they'd be martyred, boiled in oil, impelled on stakes. Can you imagine? And they did that all because they had a revelation of God's love for them and who they were in Christ Jesus. Praise God. That's a wonderful thing. That goes to show there's evidence that this is real. In your life, in my life, and in us corporately as the body of Christ. Amen? Oh yeah, now we're starting to talk some real authority, some real power. When the body of Christ to come together, if you and I, as members of, this, of the body of Christ, if we can get together in unity and begin to act on God's word unified. Oh, one set a thousand, two set ten. Look at what can happen in our city. Look at what can happen in our assembly. Praise God. I think that's something to take note about and to really pay attention to. And to, uh, I think that's a, a goal for us to, as, the, as, as believers, is to press in for, press into things for. Amen? Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Oh, it's, it's a great thing when we see people get blessed. 
It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing when we, when we carry good news to somebody and they receive Jesus and get born again. It's a wonderful thing when we, when we sit down with, some, with, with another person, a brother or sister or somebody else even, and we, and we say, you know what? Let us pray for you and let's see the power of God work in your life and you receive this healing. And they do. It's a marvelous and wonderful thing, isn't it? Doesn't it encourage you? Doesn't it just, it's, it's, there's nothing better. This is where the real joy is, serving the Lord, is when we put to practice what's in us. Give out what's in us. Give it out. Glory to God. It's, it's such a blessing. Amen? So this revelation knowledge is what we're, this is, this is how Jesus is going to build his church. Because we get this revelation, and then we begin to act on that revelation, and we see power happening. Amen? Oh, praise God. Amen? Glory to God. Okay, and he said, no, no, we'll go on to 19. And he, Jesus said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And we have determined through studying the scriptures and understanding this, that it is, this is where the kingdom of heaven comes in behind us to support what we're doing. When we're operating, when we're acting on the word of God, when we're stepping out, believing God, and, and putting his word to practice, heaven stands behind us to bind the enemy and to loose the spirit of wisdom and revelation or what, you know, on, 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 on the, you and I and others around us. You know, it's important that we, that we pray and believe the Lord and ask him, because you know, it, it's important that we ask the Lord for things. You know, I mean, I, I believe lots of times in the body of Christ, there's just things come to a kind of a standstill in some areas because we just fail to actually go before the Lord and just make requests known. Exactly. It's, it's important that we ask. And you know, it's important that we ask. You know, in, in Psalms 2 8, it says, it says the Bible says to ask me for the heathen and I'll give them to you for your inheritance. Yeah. In fact, let's go over there. I believe that's Psalms. Hallelujah. Because it, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good... Yeah, it's, it's Psalms 2.8. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. Wow. I don't know about you, but... Uh, what a great inheritance that would be if, if men and women who were on their way to hell, yes. if I could ask the Lord and he would begin to move in their lives and do things in their lives because I'm asking, and they would come, they would, they would, they would shun hell and receive what heaven has and go to heaven. Wow, that's phenomenal, isn't it? Amen? Do you remember we talked over in Ezekiel? We talked, we, we were, last week we were talking about how that the Lord had searched throughout the land looking for somebody who would put up a hedge or stand in the gap for, the, for, for mankind so he wouldn't, destroy, he wouldn't have to destroy the land and he found no one. No one, brothers and sisters. Well, let's not be, let's not be in that area. Let's, let's you and I do something different. Let's you and I go before the Lord. Let's, let's you and I go before the Lord and ask him for people. I'm going to read that. Because it, it, it's worth reading again. This is Ezekiel chapter 22 and 30. 
And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap for me, before me, for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. That's Ezekiel 22, 30. Wow. That's a sad state of affairs. When the whole land, not one of them would go to, to, to ask in the Lord to help out the nation. Wow. So let's you and I go before the Lord and ask Him for that inheritance. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that's just something I was kind of a little off topic there a bit, but, but it's, it, it bears, it bears uh, repeating again. That's more of what we were doing last week. But Anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to us a little bit tonight about this authority and uh, just, 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 we'll just take a little trip in the, in the Word of God here and just kind of rehearse some things and uh, just build our faith in the area of authority. Amen? And, and, and I guess I wanted to talk to you about Moses. And in, in Exodus 14, 16, we all know the story of the Israelites and their exodus out of Egypt and how that they had come to the Red Sea and uh, there was water there and then there was the armies of the Pharaoh behind them. And, uh, of course, they were quite nervous and pretty scared. In fact, they said some things like, man, why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? We'd do better there than we are to die out here. <clears throat> and so the Lord and Moses were having a conversation, and the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying unto me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell them to go forward. Of course, there's nothing but the Red Sea there in front of them, right? <clears throat> so, the Lord said to Moses, stretch forth your rod, stretch forth your hand over that sea. And we know what happened. That sea parted. In fact, the Bible says that the Lord sent a strong wind from the east. And that waters, the waters were parted. Now, I, I want you to take note of something. Do you know Moses never split that sea? Moses never split the sea. God did. All Moses was required to do was to hold his hand out over it and the mighty hand of God moved and separated that water. Moses, all he had to do was what he could. God didn't ask him to reach down there with his hands and try to part that water. No, no. He just said, you hold your hand, your rod, over that sea. And he did so. And as a symbol of authority, that water, God began to move on that, and that water was divided, and the children of Israel crossed over that sea, red, over the red, on, on the land, dry land, dry land, brothers and sisters, and they walked across, and when they got on the other, and do you remember that even, you know that even Pharaoh d decided to chase after them, and do you remember what happened? I mean, the Bible says that God knocked the wheels off their chariots and everything. I mean, you know, it's just phenomenal what the Lord will do if we'll just get behind him. 
if we'll just obey what he's got to say. We, we're not doing the work here, brothers and sisters. It's not up to us to split the sea. It's up to us to do what we can do, and, 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 and then the Lord will do what he said. <clears throat> Amen? So, so uh, uh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't up to, it wasn't up to Moses. He just, he, just had to, he just had to be a symbol of authority. Amen? And he stretched forth his rod, his staff, and that water separated and parted for the children of Israel to go on. <clears throat> How about Joshua? Here's another story. Children of Israel, their, one of their, their first battle was at, uh, or the first where they met conflict was Jericho. Interesting story about Jericho. Interesting. Because you know, here's what God instructed them to do as a group of people. Now, we have to understand, we have to get in our mind's eye that Jericho was not just a, you know, this is one of the little really fence that was around the city. This was, these were huge walls. Big, tall. Massive. And, uh, in fact, the Bible said that the walls were all shut up, none went in, none came out. And, uh, you know, the, the Lord told Joshua, they were told to march around the city once a day for six days, and on the seventh day, they were marched around seven times, and they were to shout. Now, I, I want you to know something here. When they did that, and they shouted, who knocked down the walls? You see, Joshua, he never, he never knocked the walls down. God is the one who shook the foundations and the walls. Incidentally, you know, here's another miracle. Do you, do you realize? I don't know, maybe, maybe you never even thought about it. But you know the Bible says that when those walls came down, that the men of Israel went straight ahead in? Yeah. Now, if you knew the size of those walls, those walls just didn't just crumble. They went into the earth. There's no, no man, the men wouldn't be able to climb over them if they just tumbled down. The rubble would be so high. Woof, down they went. You do a little study on it, and they, some of the scholars, uh, they, they, uh, they say that the north wall was still, actually, still didn't fall. Because guess whose house was right by the north wall? Rahab the harlot. Because if you remember, she's the one that protected them. And God said, and he, and, and he never, and, and, and because they were kin to the children of Israel, helping out the children of Israel. She and her family and her household were saved. Praise oh, praise God. And, and you look it up, you'll see that there's, they talk about this, this one wall, north wall. It didn't seem like it crumbled. It, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't like the rest. Oh, I tell you, brothers and sisters, God is so good, and he's true to his word. Hallelujah. Amen. It, it always, it's kind of humorous as me, you know, when Joshua sends out these guys, and the first place they go is to a harlot's house. But, you know, they, maybe they got an insight that she was the only one that was going to stick with them. I don't know. But, it, you know, it's humorous. Amen? No, you just, you just never know who God's going to use, brothers and sisters. We don't want to be, uh, it's not our place to be judging people and, and, and saying, oh, no, Lord, you don't want to use that one. You don't want to use this one. No. You may be surprised who God will use. Yeah, amen. Might just shock you someday. 
How about Naaman? Now, here's a good one. We're talking about authority here. Who's doing this? Who's, who's the one that's, that's, that's accomplishing all this? The Lord is the one who's getting this all done. He gives us authority to use his name. But we're not doing the work, brothers and sisters. This is a place of rest. When we, when we begin to see this in a greater light, we begin to rest in what God is doing. Naaman. Now here's a... I mean, this man's a powerful man. And he comes to get healed. And Elijah doesn't even come out to see him. He just sends out his helper. Well, this ticked Naaman off, didn't it? He said, now I would have at least thought he'd have come out here and waved his hand over me and this leprosy would be gone. And he got all mad and went away. But his little ser- his servant said, hold it, master. If he'd have asked you to do something really, really tough and hard, wouldn't you have done it? All he's asking you to do is go wash. Wash in the river. So he got a hold of himself. He must have shook himself and said, well, maybe you're right. Maybe I did jump to conclusions here. Maybe I did get a little angry. Maybe I should just watch what I say and do what I'm told. And he did. And he went down and he washed. Don't you know everybody was looking? Because the first time he went down, came up, still white as can be. Went down the second time, still white as can be. Third, fourth time, people started to make fun of him. Sixth time, got to go one more. Down he goes, up he comes. It says his flesh was like a baby. Just perfect, man perfect who healed him exactly what was his choice what was his what was his responsibility exactly his his responsibility was to do what the lord told him to do he walked in that authority he walked in what the lord told him to do the lord gave him authority told him what to do give him give him express instructions walked through his prophet glory to god came up whole and well Praise God. Something to think about, isn't it? Something to think about. When we get into a situation where we need something, where we need some healing, who's going to heal us? Are we going to do it? Is, is the person that's going to pray for you, is he going to do the healing, he or she? Because if i got to heal you, you're going to keep stick. If it's up to me, if it's up to my power, What it's up to me to do, it's up to me to get in the Word. It's up to you to get in the Word. It's up to us to get in the Word. We're to find out what Jesus had to say about the situation we're, we're facing. What did he say about thus and so? Is it God's will to heal us? Do we have to keep sickness and disease? Is sickness and disease from God? These are things we all got to find out. And when we find out the truth then we need to operate and act in faith on that truth. Just believe him that he would do exactly what he said he would do. Glory to God. Just like he did with Naaman. I mean, you have to, you have to admit, if you were to put yourself in his position, I mean, seven times? You, know, you might want to quit on the fifth time. Ooh, how many times have we quit on the fifth time, brothers and sisters? On the fifth time or the sixth time. One more time we'd have got her, but we gave up. See, the Bible tells us don't faint. The Bible tells us not to give up. Right. Press in, keep going. Yeah. It'll, it's yours. Just keep, keep.
Keep pressing in and, and you will receive if you faint not. Praise God. That's where we're at. We've got to make sure we press in. Don't give up. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, God does not ask us to do something we are not able to do. He asks us to do what we can. You see, Moses could stick forth his arm with a staff. He could do that. Joshua could be a leader and tell the people to go around the city and they march. And what they could do, what they were able to do, was obey God and to shout when he were told to shout. And you know, incidentally, if you notice, if you read on that, you'll find out that Joshua told him, do not make a sound. Don't open your mouth. Do not open your mouth along on as we're marching around here. You know, if, if, if those, if those, if those uh, people had not paid attention to that and started mumbling and complaining and saying, what are we doing there? This is dumb. Have you ever seen it? We're marching around the city. You know, if they had started complaining, well, do you think them walls would have fallen? No. No, they, but they listened. And they did exactly what Joshua said. Shut your mouth, go around the city, and don't make a sound until I tell you. Then when you do, shout loud. Shout for everything you got. And they did exactly that. So that's what they could do. They did it. And the Lord moved mightily. <laughs> Down came the walls of the city. And Jericho was now belonged to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Wonderful, eh? Glory to God. Well, that's... Oh, and, and I just, I'll repeat this here. And he asked, us, he asked us to do what we can. Then he does what he said he would do. So God doesn't ask us to do something we can't do, that we're not able to do. He'll never ask us to do something like that. That would be, that would be unjust, wouldn't it? If God had asked us to do something and we couldn't possibly get it done, that would be unjust. But God's not an unjust God. He's a very just Father. So God does not ask us to do something we are not able to do. He asks us to do what we can. Then he does what he said he would do. Amen. Look at the New Testament. Jairus' daughter. Mark, the fifth chapter and 36th verse. Hallelujah. See, Jesus told Jairus to do what he could do. You know the story. Remember that Jairus' daughter was on the point of death. He comes to Jesus, asks him to come and heal her. In the process of time, a woman with the issue of blood comes along. He prays for that, uh, or the, the lady with the issue of blood ends up getting a hold of the hem of her garment, receives her healing. And then along comes a messenger. There's always sometimes messengers come along. You watch out for the messengers because they, they like to bring some news every once in a while. And they, they, they said, why bother troubling the master anymore? Your daughter's dead. Don't, 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 don't trouble him anymore. And what did Jesus say? He gave Jairus instructions on what to do. And he said, don't fear, just believe. Now that's something that Jairus could do. Amen? Otherwise the Lord wouldn't have asked him to do it. Because God's not unjust. So, Jesus asked Jairus, not to fear and to believe 
And what ended up happening? Through all that, do you remember what happened? Jesus healed that daughter. That, that, he, he spoke to that lady, that young girl, and he said, Arise. Get up, young girl. And when she did. See, the father is the one who brought the healing. He's the one that raised the girl from the dead. Amen? See, the father's heart was to see that girl raised from the dead. Jesus said, I don't do anything that I see my father. My father has to, I have to see my father do it. I have to see it. I have to understand it. It has to be word from heaven. So we know that because Jesus, she rose from the dead. Amen? So that was the father's heart. But, but the Lord didn't ask Jairus to do something impossible. He just asked him to believe. Believe in what you've been hearing. Do you think Jairus hadn't heard some stories about Jesus and the goodness of God working through him? Of course he heard some stuff, didn't he? Otherwise he wouldn't have come. You see, he came to Jesus that he might receive a blessing from God because he'd heard that blessings were abounding through the ministry of Jesus. He heard that Jesus was the Son of God. He heard that people were being healed of all manner of sickness and diseases. So when Jesus said, don't fear, just believe, it was something that he could do. And the Lord's telling us the very same thing, brothers and sisters. You see, we've been in the Word, and we begin, we begin to understand the Word, and, 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 and we're understanding that the Bible tells us not to fear. Fear is a, is a horrible thing. In fact, fear is a direct reciprocal of faith. They're operant, op- opposite ends of the spectrum. Faith will destroy, fear will destroy your faith. Jesus is saying the same thing today as he said back then. Don't fear, only believe. The only way we're going to believe is if we get in the word and begin to understand what God has said about our situations. Amen? I mean, it's not that complicated. You see, God is not asking us to do something we can't do. He's just asking us to, like Moses, stretch forth your hand. Or like Joshua, be obedient, be a leader, do what, I, do what I tell you to do. Naaman, just like Naaman. All, just, they were, all they were was just asked to do what they could do. They weren't asked to heal. There was nobody who was going to, they weren't going to, they didn't heal themselves or they weren't to heal anybody else. They weren't to destroy the city. They weren't, to, they weren't going to knock down the walls. God, our Father, did that job. Did a good one too. <laughs> oh, he's wonderful. Praise the Lord. Let's go over to Luke, the 13th chapter. Praise the Lord. Now, we're going to get into something I believe is kind of interesting. I've been learning a little bit about this myself, and uh, interesting subject here. 13th chapter, and the 11th verse. So, Luke... 13.11 And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. 
And then we go into the rest of the story and we understand that the, the rulers of the synagogue, they, were, they had indignation because Jesus had, had done this healing on the Sabbath day. And then we'll pick it up in 15. And the Lord said and answered and said unto them, Thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, she was a covenant girl, amen? She was a daughter of Abraham. She was part of the covenant of God. Still, the enemy was able to get a hold of her somehow and, and, and bring some hardness in her life and some sorrow, amen? But she was still a covenant woman because we're going to go on and we'll read. Being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound. Lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Good question. Where's your heart? Scribes and Pharisees, where's your heart? Now, this is interesting because <clears throat> you take note of what the Lord has said here. This woman had a spirit of infirmity. Amen? A spirit of infirmity. That's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I was, I was just doing a little studying on this and, uh, and T.L. Osborne has some interesting, an interesting view on this that he had learned years ago. Now, if you've never heard of T.L. Osborne, he uh, was probably one of the first, uh, him, and, him and Daisy, one of the first ones to take the gospel to open-air evangelistic meetings in Africa and places like that and Indonesia and all kinds of... I mean, they had mass meetings, 25,000 to 300,000. Numerous, numerous healings. I mean, just phenomenal ministry. Started out in the, I believe in the late 40s or whatever. And he just passed away at, uh, in 2013 at age 90. Daisy went a little before him. But, but an interesting, interesting in what he had to say here about this. He was talking about a spirit of infirmity. And he was liking it to the same kind of likening to you and I being a spirit being and being in our body. And how that when the spirit leaves our body, our body will just fall. I mean, it, 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 it will not... It'll, it'll get cold. It, you know, it can't operate without the spirit, right? And he was talking about how that a spirit of infirmity, when the believer becomes familiar with what's going on here, when the believer becomes familiar and understands his or her authority and begins to speak to this infirmity, the spirit of infirmity, when the spirit of an infirmity is cast out, then the body that had brought it, that that spirit had brought life to, talking about the sickness of, the body of the sickness, when that spirit is cast out, the body of that sickness will die. Interesting phenomenon, interesting topic here, isn't it? Because if we believe that, see now the Bible says that this sickness was, it was the devil that was binding her. Now, I think each one of us here would probably agree that sickness and disease is not of God. I don't, think, I don't think we'd have to talk, you know, really investigate this too far to know that sickness and disease, I mean, the Bible says that sickness is an enemy. It's a, you know, and death is an enemy, right? So, if the Lord, you know, if, 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 we, can, if we can use this authority that we have been given to speak to a spirit of infirmity, 
which we now we know is not from God. So if we understand our authority and we can speak to this spirit because it's an evil spirit and that spirit of infirmity can be cast out, then that sickness and that disease will wither and die because it has no spirit. It has no life. If the life is taken out of the disease, it's destroyed. And it will just be, and then what will our body do? Our body will begin to, if, it's, if it happens to be a, a, you know, a, a growth or some silly thing or whatever, that's, that is, uh, the root of it was a, was a spirit of infirmity, the body then, having natural abilities to destroy and to, work, to, to be able to uh, get rid of, uh, yeah, get rid of things that are foreign in, its bo- in the body. Because the Bible, you know, every day God's healing us. You understand that, right? He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Well, it's been, you know, I mean, I tell you, our body every day is healing itself in a natural way. It's, 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 it's designed to bring healing. We get up in the morning, it's healing. Amen? And, the, and, we, and we need to be able to make sure that we don't do anything to short-circuit that healing. Amen? That's working in our lives every day. And we, we, we want to make sure we don't, first of all, we don't open our mouth. Yeah, see, see, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we have to make sure that we do not start talking contrary to what's been working in our life all along. Amen? But this spirit of infirmity, is in, this is interesting because if this is the case, if we, if we come to an understanding that sickness is of the devil and that there is, a, and, and on many occasions, that there is a spirit behind it, then... We have some recourse. Do we not? Oh yeah. Luke, the 16th chapter. What does it tell us? Luke, the 16th chapter. Let's go over here. Luke 16. Or, uh, sorry. Luke signs shall follow them that believe. Mark 16. Sorry, that's where I got it. Yeah, yeah. That's in the wrong book. Now, let's read this, because praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. If Jesus laid hands on this lady, if Jesus laid hands on this lady, and that spirit of infirmity departed, and she was made whole, what authority have we been given? Have we not been given the same authority that Jesus had? Did he yes. say, did he not tell us that? Did he not tell us that? So now if that's the case, that there's a spirit involved with their sickness, then the Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Well, we're believing in the Word of God. We're believing in our authority. We're believing we have power. Okay, now let's go on. Let's listen now. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, Okay, this is the same authority that was given, same to us as, a, as was given to Moses to stretch forth his hand. Okay, so we're not doing anything. We're not the ones doing it. God is doing it. God's the one that's working and doing these, these marvelous things. Amen? Okay? And these signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Wow. 
that means we've been given authority to speak to that spirit of infirmity. Yes, brother. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're oppressed of the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that, I think we could all could all agree that sickness comes from the enemy. Sickness and disease is, is a horrible thing. I mean, it, it, it comes, look at what it does to people. Look at what it does to families. Look at, look at what it can do, how it can separate and, 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 and bring hardship on people. And, you know, it's just, it's a horrible thing. That's another thing for sure. It's very hard. That's right, sister. It's very hard for us to press into the things of God when you're aching and sore and just battling sickness. It, it's, it's, it's harder. We all know that. It's harder to pray. It, it, it's, it's harder to stand up, you know, rebuke the enemy. It's harder to, you know, and, and, and this is why, you know, it's important that in these times of, of, of real, that we, that before we really get hit is the time to be exercising. It, it you know, that's, that's, that's go, let's get in the word and be built up and ready for if the enemy does try to come at us, and he does, but that we'll be strong and we'll get him, nip him in the bud. See, we, see, we want to be, be spiritually strong, our spirit man strong, but we want to be alert also that we're not evil to his devices. And when he, start, when he begins to bring things on our body, especially like sickness and stuff, you know, let's, let's start at it really early. Let's not wait until we're, you know, laying in bed and then we go, wow, why didn't I pray and rebuke the enemy? Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I, I do what I knew to do long before it went this far? You know, Yes. And cures or whatever, and didn't get better, but got worse. So in that sickness, when it, keep, it kept her and other people too off God, and they focused on cure yes. or healing by someone else, not by a natural. And kept her broke. And kept her broke, and she wasn't any better. That's right. Because she didn't pay, and her whole body started to get well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking him, but not trusting 
Yeah, that's right. And quite often, and that, and in our society, we we've known that, and, and you know, we've seen people like that. And in fact, even uh, even ourselves, we probably all of us in some way or another have done this, where we will trust in everything prior to you know, and then finally go, oh man. Why am I not trusting the Lord here? Why am I not pressing into what the scriptures have to say, you know? And, and so we all need a little jacking up in that area, and that's good, because we do. We, uh, we, we let down our guard sometimes, and we don't, we don't want to be doing that. But the more we stay in the Word, the sharper we get, the keener we get. And uh, the more time we spend with the Lord in prayer, we get an understanding. He, he, in fact, he'll, bring some, he'll alert us to some stuff too, right? Amen. You know, the Spirit of God will speak to you and say, you know, Rebuke this. Come against this. Bind this. We've been given power to bind the enemy. We've got to put it to work. This is what we're talking about is using our authority to come against Satan and his wicked demons and cohorts. See, he's got plans. There's, there's, there's principalities, there's powers, there's rulers of the darkness of this world, and there's spiritual wickedness in high places. And uh, brothers and sisters, we are in Christ Jesus. Now, does Jesus have authority over all that? Of course he does. Well, you and I are in Jesus. His name is our name. His authority is our authority. Hallelujah. That's a, that's a, that's a marvelous thing for us to wake up to and to learn. Because when afflictions do come, and they do, and they will, but we don't have to be defeated in them. You see? We can, go, we can be victorious. See, we don't, need, we don't need valley experiences, brothers and sisters. I, you know, it, we don't need to be going through valleys. Why, why bother? What's, what's a valley going to do? I mean, brothers and sisters, we are, we've been given the abundant life. We're more than conquerors, the Bible says. We're not just conquerors. We're more than conquerors. See, Jesus is more than enough for us. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful thing. Exactly. Amen. Shut that door because the enemy gets in your Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. And then that goes on to tell you now, if you have ought against anybody. Make sure you clear that up first because you'll short-circuit everything else out if you don't, if you don't, uh, yeah. No, it, forgiveness is very important. You know, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what anybody's done to us. Just let it fall off. You know, we, we, we don't know where they've been or what they've gone through. We don't know the hardships in their life. We don't know what, we haven't walked a mile in their shoes. We have no right to criticize. I mean, if they've come at us with both barrels, just shake it off and say, oh, God bless you, man. Just, you know, Lord bless you, and then go, go pray for them. Because you know what? If it wasn't for the mercy of God, see the Bible says by mercy and truth iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord men depart from evil. So if it wasn't for the mercy of God in our lives, if it wasn't for the truth of God in our lives, we could be worse off than them. Yes. See, so we have no right to, to uh, un be, have unforgiveness in our hearts. The Lord... Jesus has set us free. He's paid the price. We're bound for heaven. We have an eternity of blessing. We've got it all. 
We have no reason to be angry with anybody, to hold any grudges against anybody. It doesn't matter what they've done. Let, just give them to the Lord. Let him work out in their lives what he worked out in our lives, and let's just all praise the Lord together and be grateful for what he's done in our lives. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yep, forgiveness is so important. So then, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Incidentally, just, just, just for, to, to touch on this topic for just a second, do you realize that this is referring to Acts 2, 4, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? See, here's, here's, here's where Jesus has spoken and prophetically talked about yeah. you and I speaking in other tongues long before Acts. Yeah, that's right. See, with new tongues. Oh, yeah, they'll speak with new tongues. And if you reference it, if you, you research it, look it out, it'll take you right back over to Acts. Yeah. It's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Right. So, and these signs shall follow them that believe. We have to believe in all these things. We have to have faith in all these things. Yes. No, no signs are going to follow us if we don't believe. Amen? That's we need to believe. That's the key. That's, see, God didn't ask us to do something that we can't do. He didn't ask us to cast the devils out. I mean, we're going to do it in his name, but it's not up to you and me to drive the devil out. We're driving him out because we use the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus that's doing the work. It's not you and I. It's not because of our great splendor and, and wonder, you know, our marvelous words and all that. It's because of the name of Jesus and the authority that's in that name that the devils run. Exactly. So, so it's see it, it. So the Lord has not asked us to do something we can't do. He's asked us to believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, look at this now. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Well, praise God. If there's a spirit of infirmity involved, you and I can now, with faith, say we have authority over devils. Because the Bible tells us so. Now, if there's a spirit of infirmity involved. The Lord's going to show you some things. Oh yeah, He'll show if we if we'll if we will if we're praying for somebody and we're open to it and we, we now we have a we have an inkling we have an idea spirit of infirmity involved here. How do we deal with this? How do we handle this? Praise God. And now you and I have been given the authority to speak to that devil and to see it gone. And because of that. What's going to happen? That body of sickness that was relying on that spirit of infirmity for a life-driving source is now cannot exist because the spirit of it is gone. Just like the spirit out of anybody, when it leaves, it's done. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was a very good a very good thing for us to ponder on and to chew on and to, to, to ask the Lord about and get some more insight on and just, just see what the Lord has to do, you know, what he's, what he's got to say about this. Because after all, you know, brothers and sisters, some of these people have had huge successes. You cannot den deny success. And we need to turn our eyes towards success, not failure. Don't be looking at the people that aren't getting results. Look to the people that are getting results. That's where we turn our focus. Yes. Turn our focus to those that are operating in the Word of God. They're yes. getting results. Things are happening. Their ministries are growing. People are getting saved. People are getting healed, filled with the Holy Ghost. Turn to those people. Don't, don't, don't look at the ones that are, that are ready to quit. Definitely not. 
don't, 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 don't go to ones that, are, that their churches are closing up and people are leaving and all kinds of things. That's, that's not success. You see, God is a God of success. And if we'll stick with the Word and operate on the Word, the Word of God will not fail. It cannot fail. If, it's, if, if, if this Word fails, we're done. We might as well all pack up. Let's go down to the bar and get drunk, man. Let's give her. Find, find the, you know, we, I'm sure we can find a pot dealer tonight. Somewhere we'll get it, you know. Tom will know one. <laughs> Tom will know one. So, I mean, you know, so if it's, if it's, not, if it's, not, uh, if it's not true, let's, let's forget it all. But it is true. Glory to God, it's true. And, it, and it's powerful, and it will not be defeated. And you and I won't be defeated neither if we stand on this truth. Because I'll tell you, we're just swept right up in it, and we're just kept carried right away with the truth right, right on through the victory. Amen. Praise God, I'll tell you. Amen. Hallelujah. Just in closing, let's go over to 2 Corinthians. Just in closing here, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter 1 and 20 and 21. Hmm. Second Corinthians 1, 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen. And they're yes and amen, all the promises. Unto the glory of God by us. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All the promises of God are in him, are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Ooh, how do we bring glory to God? When we begin to act on his promises and we see the power of God operate in our lives because we're operating in those promises, we're acting on those promises, we've got authority, we know it, we're using those promises, and it's bringing glory to God. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. That's what Jesus said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now he which established, now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. You and I were anointed, brothers and sisters. There was an anointing on our lives. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus' last name is not Christ. The word Christ talks about his anointed, his anointed the anointed one in his anointing. You and I are in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The anointing that's in you is the hope of this world. The anointing that's in you and I is the hope of this world. Praise the Lord. Amen? Praise God. You see, when we begin to look at ourselves in the light of this word, we begin to see that we are not defeated and that we have more authority than we really realized and that we can make a difference in this city. We can make a difference in this province. Hallelujah. We can make a difference in this nation of Canada, this dominion of Canada. What a marvelous nation. What a wonderful place the Lord has put us. Amen. I used to have some problems with a little bit. And I used to talk a little crossways with Colake. But you know, as, I, as, I, as, as the Lord began to bring some more of this to me and, and began to lighten me in some of this, I began to change my talk. Because I, I had some, you know, some negative things about Coal Lake. You know, I, I start talking about the roads and this and that, and, you know, all the things that would just kind of annoy you every once in a while. And then the Lord checked me on that and, and stopped 
stopped me in that and told me to quit talking negatively towards the city that he has placed me in that I'm to be praying for. All of a sudden, that changes the view. Now I begin to see Colake in a different light. Amen? So, hallelujah. Let's you and I, together, let's, let's begin to stand in the gap for this city. Let's be the one who puts a hedge. Amen? Let's pray for our city. Amen? If we do, what do you say? I think things, good things would happen in 2017, don't you? I mean, I'm sure the police force would have just loved it if the drug, if, if, if the people using drugs and the, and the crime level would go down. Why not? Why, why do you think it wouldn't? If all of a sudden people start getting turned on to the things of God, they're going to be much nicer to one another. They're going to want to drink the new wine instead of all the other stuff. <laughs> and the, the real high, there's no high like serving Jesus. That's the most high. There's no, no, like, no high like serving the most high. Amen? So, you see, th- these are all just counterfeits people are using because they miss God and they don't know it. There's a hole there. They want to serve God, but they don't know. They don't know what to do. And you and I, we need to pray that Satan would stop blinding stop the gospel from going to them. Stop blinding the minds. And the gospel would go forth. And they'd see that light just like you and I saw it. Glory to God. Because somebody prayed for us, brothers and sisters. It doesn't just fall out of heaven and God say, oh, there's Mark. I'll just throw it on him. That's not just the way it went. No, no, no. No, there was people that were praying for us. Amen. Because look at where we're at. (laughs) Praise you, Lord. Praise God. Well, brothers and sisters, let's stand and we'll close out in prayer. And Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we are so grateful for the truth of the living God. We thank you, Father, that you have uh, been illuminating your truth to us over the months and years past. And, and, and Father, we pray that you just continue to do that. You'd continue to open the eyes of our understanding, Lord. Thank you for just giving us revelation knowledge, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you would help us as we learn, as we gain more understanding, that we would be bold enough to operate and to act on and to step out in the truth that you're showing us, Lord. Help us to be doers of the word and not just hearers. For you've said in your word in James that if we just hear the word and never do it, we are deceiving ourselves, and that's not good. We don't want to do that. We want to be doers of the word. And Lord, we just pray that as we operate in the authority that you've given us, we realize we're not doing the work. We just ask, Lord, that you that you would just uh, minister in a great and a mighty way in this city as we stand and and and, and lift the hedge up and stand in the gap for these people and ask you to move on their behalf. We thank you for doing that, Lord, and we just know it's according to your word, so we're going to pray according to your word. We pray, Father, that you would just uh, pour rain down upon the city. Zechariah, you've asked us to, to, to ask for rain. Ask ye the Lord rain in the day of the latter rain. So we're asking for that rain. Rain down, Holy Spirit. Pour down the, 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 your, your power and your conviction upon the people in this area. 
Lord, by mercy and truth, uh, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So we thank you for the mercy of the living God on these people. We thank you for the truth of the living God upon these people. We thank you, Father, for the fear of God coming upon people, whereby they'll honor you and respect you, and they will, they will bend their knee to you, Lord. And we thank you for the seed of the word of God going forth. Yes. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus, and we command you in the name of Jesus to stop blinding the minds of the men and women in Coal Lake and the boys and girls in Coal Lake. And we just loosed upon them that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. We, we loosed upon that rain coming down. Hallelujah, that peace of the living God coming down upon them. The drawing power of the Holy Spirit convicting them and drawing them. They, won't even, they don't even maybe understand what they're doing, but they, they understand, I've got to, I've got, I need to know more about this. Yes. Lord, we just thank you for drawing them. And Lord, help us to be compassionate, help us to hear your voice, help us to, to, uh, to be faithful, not to just pass them by when you're, when you're quickening someone to us, not just to pass them by, Lord, but that we would stop and we would speak and we would love those people. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for the love of God that's in us. It's been shed abroad in us by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That's what you said in Romans, Lord. You said that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which we've received, and we just thank you for that. Thank you for the love that you've given us. Help us to, to, to love others around us. You said, Lord, in, in John the 13, 34, you said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved this. You said, Lord, you said that they, this is how men would know that we are, we are your disciples by the love we have one for another. So, Lord, we want to operate in that love. Yes. Perfect love casts out fear. We know that it, 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 we need to operate in love before we can operate in faith. So help us. Guide us and direct us, Father. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And Father, as we're traveling this, this, uh, this, uh, over this holiday season, whatever we're doing, we're traveling or, or just being with family and friends, Lord, we just pray that we could center uh, you around all this time of year, Lord. Jesus is the reason for the season. And we just want to be a, uh, you know, a voice to lift up the name of Jesus this season. Keep us safe, Lord. Thank you for the angels watching over us, whatever we're doing, Lord. And we just give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and, uh, and a Happy New Year. Amen. Praise the Lord. We just, we just look forward to great mighty things that God has for us. In 2017, at Coal Lake Community Church and from Frank's Church and other churches in the area. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Colette Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Colette Community Church, a place where families connect.